convex bones. He'd looked down his sharp nose with undisguised disgust as Bradshaw approached on his bicycle, sweating from his ride. With a sniff, he'd turned and entered the building, headed for that humiliating moving picture the entire engineering department was scheduled to view, leaving Bradshaw to park his bike and follow. A lamb to the slaughter. Now the steps stood empty. Pink and white blossoms danced in the spring wind, drawing Bradshaw's gaze toward the expanse of green lawn and up to the shifting clouds. Downstairs, the front doors banged shut, and a second later a student—Bradshaw recognized him as Artemis Lowe—hurried down the steps and onto the path only to disappear from view. The young man moved with a springing gait that Bradshaw envied. "'That's how I should move,' he told himself. That's how I will move. He would stride as a professor ought to stride. He would not stew over his life like some addled old fool. He was far too young to be addled. A fool? Well, he could be that at any age. He supposed he should be grateful he'd seen the truth of his appearance this morning, but he would much rather be ignorant. He hoped never again to see a recorded image of himself. He'd prefer not to see Professor Oglethorpe again, either— if wishes were horses. The varsity bell in the belfry high atop the building tolled. The pleasant note echoed until the wind erased the final resonance. The classroom's electric lights blinked several times, mimicking the skittering clouds playing with the fading sunlight. Name the causes of voltage fluctuations. An exam question for another day. Sir? Professor Bradshaw turned. Unexpected surprise and pleasure temporarily lifted his melancholy. Oscar Dalton had completed his test quickly once the pressure of time had been lifted. The young man, his fair hair now finger-combed out of his face, handed Bradshaw his paper with a blush of gratitude for the extra time he had been given, then rushed out the door. Bradshaw wondered why the young were always in such a hurry. He then sighed. Better to be in a hurry than to plod. He slid Dalton's exam into his leather satchel as stray raindrops plinked against the window. He pulled on black rubber boots and a bright yellow slicker and descended the stairs to the main floor with a deliberate, energetic bounce, but a steadying hand on the rail. In the main entryway, he thought of his son. He hoped the afternoon would clear long enough for a game of catch. Dour old men did not play catch with their sons— It stood to reason that he did not always appear as that film had captured him. Yes, a game of catch with Justin would lift his spirits tremendously if the weather would only cooperate. He'd reached the heavy oak doors, pushed one open, and a rush of damp wind whistled into his face and rustled his slicker. At the same moment, the building's lights flickered again, and the entry lamp in the ceiling directly above Bradshaw's head sizzled as the filament burned to a crisp. Bradshaw reluctantly hesitated, glancing about the entryway. The lamps in the wall sconces were dim as fireflies. This was no simple fluctuation of the university's power plant, no fallen limb on a power line. Someone in the building was using a tremendous amount of power, and the only place tremendous amounts of power could be tapped was down in the electrical engineering lab. It was most likely Professor Oglethorpe down there causing trouble— Indeed, Bradshaw fumed. It was Professor Oglethorpe's interference, and not Edison's kinetoscope, that was responsible for this entire disastrous day.
Oglethorpe had provoked the students into building that modified Edison kinetoscope by telling them they hadn't the skills to pull it off. Oglethorpe was responsible for Oscar Dalton's heightened test anxiety. Oglethorpe had all the electrical engineering students muddled and anxious with his indecipherable teaching method. And now, were the electrical students' big exhibition scheduled for tomorrow— Bradshaw suspected it could only be Oglethorpe down there in the lab, tampering with their electric machine in hopes of stealing all the glory for himself. No, Bradshaw decided angrily. He wouldn't allow it. With a pang of regret, he abandoned thoughts of child and home and hurried instead to the stairwell following the wide steps down to the basement. Before he reached the bottom step, he could hear the crackle of electric arcs. The pungent odor of ozone hovered outside the electrical engineering lab. Blue light danced erratically beneath the closed door.